0: Corinthians. He steamruns his way over. Brilliant ball away to Krudon
1: Kimzing. That's a stunning try by the Jeeps. Wide ball
2: floats over to Spain. Trate Rabbis. What an opening. Hello and welcome to the Fox Rugby podcast. My name's Natalie Yanides. Joining me today, Stephen Hoyles. And Sam Worthington in the studio and the poor Sean Maloney who is currently in a little bit of pain at home. Welcome to you boys.
1: Thanks, Nat. How are you, Sean?
0: You know what, gang? I've been better. I'm strung out right now on a combination of endone, diazepam, and anti inflamm. So if I drift off, don't hold it against me, okay? Don't per- hold it against me. Are these
1: performance enhancing drugs? Been a tough no, year for a Aussie it. rugby fan, but you don't need to resort to this type of action, Sean. <laughs> well, I needed
0: I it to get through your show, your kick and chase show last
2: night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of kick and chase, let's get stuck into the Wallabies squad. Michael Checker named his 34-man squad for the June series last night on Kick and Chase. Hoylsey, we'll start with you. What were your first impressions of the squad?
1: Yeah. Look, there's no one there that I think thoroughly has played their way. Sorry, that that has missed out, that deserved it. I don't think anyone sitting at home that hasn't made it that feels like they've been hard done by. Um, so I think it's as good a squad as you could have picked considering the form that we've had. There are a few players where you think um, Rob Horn, uh, Will Skelton, like, if they weren't going overseas, would they have featured? But at the same time, like they've all been inside, Like let's be honest, that no team has actually fired a shot. So um, I thought Jack Dempsey was probably lucky to be called into the squad only because he hasn't played any foot in the last two or three months. But yeah. he obviously did enough on the spring tour to, to show-check what he's capable of. Check coached him a bit before at the Tars. So, um, you know, no Sean McMahon. I think that's a bit of a blow for us. I, I think we're probably on form. We're a little bit light on, on form in the back row and in the centres. Besides Samu Krevi and Tavita, I don't think Hodge and Godwin have had outstanding seasons yet. Um, I think that's probably a fair way of saying it, but that's just my thoughts. You guys?
2: That's probably a good point, actually. Shawnee, did you find it strange that Billy Meeks wasn't named in the side, given Godwin hasn't really set the world on fire this season?
0: No, I, I wasn't surprised because Godwin had been there last year. Let's not forget that Godwin has a test cap to his name. He played well uh, against France last year in that win against Le Bleu at Stade. Uh, De France. So, he's also a left uh, footer
1: which is the only one in the squad which makes it, correct uh, a huge correct. sort of um, benefit for him being able to play down that left side and get us out of trouble but yeah, go yeah, on Jordan. and, I, and,
0: and I, ju- I just think he's a couple of steps ahead of Billy Meeks for um, for the moment certainly in defence and uh, and now has that experience as well of having played test footy. Uh, the one that I was really happy about was uh, Billy Meeks' teammate Richard Harwick getting a run in the back row. He's very similar I think uh, in the way he plays to Sean McMahon. Very abrasive. Loves the contact. A good ball runner and, and not bad on the ball either.
2: What do you reckon his best position is? Because he's played a bit of 7 and a bit of 8 this season.
0: I think 8. I think 8 will go well at.
2: Yeah. Um, what was he... your take on it Sam?
3: Yeah I was surprised, genuinely surprised by a, a few selections really because I thought that checker would maybe roll out his uh, World Cup plan um, a, a bit later on in the piece but he, he's he's been pretty bold and just said look everyone in the squad is potentially going to be a, a World Cup player um, and, and he's basically ended some pretty illustrious careers um, with an, with his announcement last night so who do you th- think who are those guys who's ended do you think well horn mum um, Body. Oh, Simmons maybe n- pro Probably Simmons, given that there are a lot of other good locks now. Yeah. So um,
1: Kane Douglas is a guy who we haven't mentioned. He's yep. been pushed out of the Reds. A, squad. S- a he, starter at the World Cup. He's playing nowhere near his, his best. So, again, I don't know why um, he's not getting around at the Reds. But I, I thought Check was always you know a big fan of Kane but he just probably hasn't seen enough of him in a Reds jersey this year The yeah. Reds
2: were actually expecting him to be named for the Wallabies even though he wasn't playing for them they were yeah. still expecting him to be named so that's yep. a little bit interesting as well
3: Yeah so yeah a, a bold selection um, and it, it, on one hand it, it's it's exciting I like the, the, the selection of Luke and Tui um, a very promising player but on the other hand it does highlight a lack of depth at the same time doesn't I think Halsey were talking about it. a guy like Dempsey hasn't played any super rugby pretty unproven but but now he's in a, a Wallabies test team and there will be guys around the traps going hang on I deserve my spot a lot more than, than this young kid uh, is there a, a school of thought that he might be giving away jerseys too cheaply? No
1: I think it, what he, what he's very mindful of is not <coughs> giving away test jerseys bringing guys into a squad's a complete different matter so bringing a Dempsey in bring in Hardwick in and just for him to have a look at them for the week is completely different to giving a test cap. It was like on the spring tour last year whenever I went berserk that Corabidi was selected, but he didn't get a test cap. He might get one now because he's probably, you know, played some really good rugby for the Rebels. So I think there's a big difference between getting in the camp and getting a, a test jersey. I'm the same with them, so I don't know. Out of the guys there, I'd probably think from Hardwick and Dentsy getting in, I actually feel sorry for Colby Fahinger and even Alcock. They've both played pretty well at the Rebels and the Brumbies. Um, respectively, so I, I feel Colby Fang is a guy that's always done really well when given opportunities, had heaps of injuries but he's got a lot of talent, I'd lo- like to see him, I know he's a smaller type of bloke, but um, his skill set is something that I, I always admire, but you've got to think how Czech likes to pick his forwards in particular and it's as abrasive, you know, in your face and that's what Hardwick does, that's a bit like McCowman does for the, the four, so that's the you know the style of play that he likes and, and Dempsey Dempsey does that but yeah, I was certainly surprised that that Dempsey and Hardwick both got in but um I don't think there's like I don't think Colby has been set the world on fire and I don't think Alcock has either They've been good, but there's no one that's jumping up and saying I definitely deserve to be in this squad
3: that hasn't made it. Yeah, so talking to sorry, net to talking to Checker last night he he's said that Tamani and Higginbotham will be competing for the eight jersey. Um and that hard work will be Hooper's back up at seven, which leaves Hannigan and Dempsey scrapping it out for Blindside, and I think Hannigan, um, given he's been playing and playing well, he'll be the the first choice there. So yeah, all of a sudden it's a it's a pretty fresh uh, look to the to the back row in particular, isn't it?
2: Dempsey would have played. He played club rugby this weekend. Yep. Might play for the Waratahs. You'd suspect off the bench against the Chiefs this week. So that's not a lot of game time. He in played what, thirty odd months? minutes at
1: Coogee Oval last weekend for Gordon. Yeah, yep. 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 He
3: came. He was meant to play the last thirty, and he came on a bit early because there was an injury, and played about from. He's got a great name, Jack Dempsey, the boxer. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's got a, a bit to do with it. Yeah, um, that's it's, it's strong. You get a bit intimidated on the opposition team sheet just having a look at that. I think I think Hannigan in the last couple of
1: weeks has played himself into it. Uh, before that... Was um, good against the Highlanders again. Form was a little bit... Yeah, it was the Highlanders and it was probably the, the Rebels game he was really good in. But then you go, well, let's see him do it against the Kiwi side and he, he actually played pretty well against the Highlanders. So yep. that would have been one that, that pushed him right into calculation. And I'm, I'd be surprised if he's not the starting six on next weekend.
2: Do we want to have a go at picking a starting fifteen?
3: Why not? Ooh, Let's go for it. it, Sean. Give us your front row. Let's go round in the circle. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Round. How do you want to do this? Yeah. yeah. How do we do we, this we, now? Let's start let, with me,
0: let me. Yeah. Let, let me yep. get off. Uh, he dozes I into another car. <laughs> yeah. Very quiet. I drift off again. Uh, so we'll go more Alatoa and uh, who we want. What you guys can choose. My
1: one so for me. Be, uh, who, so what's Alatoa, Your tight head.
0: Yeah. Throw him in at three. Um, okay. So I he's a, will have. Co's no good
1: for the first test. He's no good for the first
0: test. So. Well, you know we we can we can work on Toby the front row. See you, head. Yeah, because he feet. likes to run with the peel. Give him a shot there. Uh, second row, Adam Coleman would be my first pick. Second rower, mm-hmm. no question. You can't uh, pick the whole team,
3: mate. This is supposed to be a sharing exercise. Let him yeah. pick
2: the tight five.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, sorry, I thought I was
0: picking.
1: Okay, do, do we do <laughs> we disagree on do we disagree on any of his front row selections? No, I think L. I'm going Latour at head, and I'm going to go Sokobi Kapur at tight head. Yeah, okay,
0: cool. I'm happy with that. But I want Adam Coleman. Uh, starting in the second row, and you know what? I'll toss in Lucan Tui, just so he's got two big bruises in there.
1: I'm going Arnold and Coleman, second row. Yeah.
0: Okay, you, yeah. you guys go back row now. I'll, defer I'll stick him. with that. Back Net, row.
3: Net, you know more about back row play than Halsey uh, <laughs> does, coming with the back row.
2: Um. Well, obviously Hooper's going to play seven. I reckon Higginbotham's definitely going to play eight, and then six. Oh goodness! I think you have to go. Surely you have to go Hannigan just because he's played. He's got more game time. But th- then again, that's a massive call to put a bloke into his debut. Oh,
1: nah, this is the right time to put him in.
2: You reckon? Yeah. Against
1: m- yeah, I reckon. I'll, I I agree. Hannigan, Hooper, and Higginbotham. Triple H's. Uh,
3: it was interesting. Like I asked Jackie last that? night, if, f- if this was the rugby championship squad, would you have picked the same squad? And he, he straight away said, "Yeah, mate, ab- absolutely." So wh- whether or not he'd actually have the uh, the kahunas to <laughs> the <kahunas> to Cahones <laughs> to do that, um, in, a, in, a, in a Bledisloe Cup test, I'm not too sure. But that's but that's what he said. Okay. All right. Halfbacks.
2: Yeah, you go halves, Sam.
3: Um, I would have. Well, personally, I would have had um, Jake Gordon in there originally ahead of. Phipps and, and really look, look to the future there but given that he hasn't gone that way um, I mean I presume Guinea will play the first half and then I'd like to see Joe Powell come off the bench and play the and play the second half see what he can do
2: and then obviously Bernard Foley as your fly half I, I don't think anyone's got any arguments about that one surely no.
3: yeah I'm sure yeah over the course of the three tests they'll both get plenty of time him and him and Quaid to run the, the cutter
2: all right Shawnee your wingers
0: uh, wingers, Henry Spate, one side, and Steph, the other.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, Z? I might throw in a weird one here. I reckon they're going to go Henry Spate, one wing, and I think Carmichael Hunt might be the next wing. Really? With Israel at 15. I think, that the, I think Carmichael Hunt's played his way, and I, I would have actually suggested have Carmichael fullback, easy wing, but it doesn't really matter. You just, it's, you know, at certain stage of the game, I think you might see easy starting on the side of the field, and, but I reckon Carmichael Hunt might have played his way, and I think Seth Nivalen might be um, carrying a bit of an injury, and they're not certain right. how he'll be, but Henry Spate's been close to career best form, and
3: Izzy's been great the last two weeks, and Carmichael deserves a run on. Yeah, there's a bit of a log jam there, isn't there? He's picked five specialist wingers, the four Fijian boys, and then Petty. who can obviously... Do you think Halepetti's had to go and well? learn Fijian? He, he should. Yeah. He, yep. It'd be wise of him, wouldn't it? It's not a lot of Fijians growing up. Maybe in Rupert can get onto Earth. that. Rupert can go and get Dane some Fijian lessons. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's quite amazing. There's I think there's half a dozen Fijian guys in the back line. You could almost name a, a full Fijian back line there, so it's quite amazing, I guess, the changing I tell you what was great on the show last Australian night rugby. when chick
1: suggested that you know, us playing Fiji here in Melbourne is something that should be replicated down the track shortly against Fiji potentially over in the islands. That'd be an amazing test, wouldn't it? You'd yep. be on for that one, wouldn't you, Sean? Another quick trip over to the Coral Coast.
0: I got you guys covered. You want to do of soccer? I got you covered. Yep, we
1: got it sorted. Are you nice. okay? Full yes.
0: of yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding a little bit slurry there, are you okay? You know what
1: you could do with actually Sean? Some carver. We should send some carver oh, over. Oh, great idea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely that
2: fix might, it up. That
0: might be the, that might be the knockout blow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Put you to sleep until the rugby championships. <laughs> wakey wakey.
2: Did you think it was interesting, <coughs> just completely off topic, but did you think it was interesting that they're playing the Fiji test in Melbourne and then they're playing the Italy test in Brisbane? Wouldn't it have made more sense to be the other way around?
1: Good point. Although there are a lot of Pacific Islanders in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. But there's more Italians in Melbourne, isn't there? Yeah, it markets yeah. itself, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> quite right. Very good point. Yeah. Anyway, They're probably kicking themselves now and out. I bet you over at headquarters. They're gone bugger... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we imagine the pizza we could have had on Lygon Street.
3: I need to look at the demographics, people. Come yep. on. <laughs> Net's all over it. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, you know. I uh, love my pizza. Now, the centres. This is this is kind of interesting. What do you reckon, Sammy?
3: Um, look, uh, personally, I'd probably go with the Karevi reese hodge combination, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to know what he's going to come up with for this. I'd, I'd say if he's, if he's looking at it as I'm picking my strongest team, I think he'll go Hodge and Kurandrani who are the incumbents. And, and to be fair, Kurandrani has uh, come into some really good form recently. So that's probably the most likely combination for the start of the game, at least.
1: Yeah, I agree. I believe that Samu will play 12 and Tevita 13, and they'll obviously hopefully have a... They'll go with the two big I think so, yeah. It's probably... It's not how... The Wallabies under Michael Checker would normally coach. They always like to have that dual playmaker. But Samu who can distribute. His running game is certainly a strength of his. But I think that's why I find you might find Carmichael Hunt in the side as well, just because he might be at times be able to slot into that second
3: receiver role. He's got some yeah. good mail here. He's basically no, I don't have any mail. <laughs> I'm just
1: a thinker of the game, Sam. He's,
0: I know got, that
3: he's got mail, doesn't he, Shawnee? You can sense the mail from, from your sick bit.
0: Can, I can snip it. <laughs> You, off can't, him. you can't sleep anything, mate. You've taken that many
1: drugs. Your nasal passage is closed over on you. We don't want to... We've got all four lines. I've been,
0: no, it's ingested, not taken nasally, mate. It's ingested. Just don't implicate, don't implicate yourself, mate. Yeah.
2: Is there a possibility... That
1: Sean will not see out this
0: podcast? <laughs> I think so.
2: Is there a possibility that we might actually see... Was it over the spring tour that they had Foley playing at 12? Uh, it was Quaid before that,
3: wasn't it? Was this, it time this time last year. rugby
2: championship? Or was it June?
3: Was it? Geez, it seems that seemed better? No,
2: it wasn't. Was it was it. That, was <laughs> that rugby
3: champs. Was that Quaid at it it 12
2: or Foley at 12? No, Foley was, it was playing 12.
1: Rugby that. champs. Yeah. And
2: Quaid was playing at 10. Yeah, Is a that a possibility?
1: I think that's a cover. I, I think no. if you're looking at a second no. scenario, yeah, it didn't work last year. No. Um, You know what? It actually worked. Bernard can play 12. Like, There's no doubt about that. He's a good straight runner and a distributor. But... No, I, th- I think you might see Carmichael take over in
3: some sort of roaming capacity. Let's face it, they're uh, keeping the jersey warm for Kirtley Beal during June, aren't they? He's, oh. a, he's an absolute shoo-in to come yep. in um, for the bigger stuff down the line. So, yeah, it's it's a, a bit of a stop-get-measure, I guess.
2: Okay, and then we're going is he in 15. Or Well, you think that there's no structure in that back line, do you?
1: No, a, I think at times, like when you are you want the ball to go to his Ruffler as much as possible, and you just have to work out ways to get in the ball and if that means off a, you know, off a general play pattern he can sit on the wing and you can cross field kick to him like, I think we'll start to see a little bit of that type of stuff happening. you look at his rugby league career and all of his highlights came on the side of the field just catching high balls, out leaping people we don't do that enough for him so I believe he'll be our sort of general play counter attack 15 and then in um, set play attack I reckon right down there in the field you might see him on the
2: wing Shorty, you got a view on this?
0: Uh, I think yeah, I think Izzy at uh, at fifth. I, I mean, he's not going to shift. I, don't, I think we heard it quite clearly last night from Michael Checker that Israel Flower is playing fifteen. So there's no need no need to debate it. I don't reckon.
1: Yeah, the thing with that is he's played fifteen for the, almost every one of his games that Checker's coached him, in, and that's a lot. But he's he's roaming the whole time, and I think that just it's a sideshow when he wears number thirteen. It's all people want to talk about. It's if you look really closely at all of his games, he actually plays in, in a few different positions each week off different sort of starter plays. So um, I think it's just for people like Sam and Lindsay, when they
3: write their articles, they just want to <laughs> clickbait. That's what it is, isn't it, Sam? Speaking of Lindsay, I've just actually hot up the press got a text from uh, Lindsay Doran, um, who's got the day off today, and he, he has just watched the castle, Sean. You'll be pleased <laughs> to know. He has just, uh, just pushed the... Pushed the castle out back at home, and um, he, he's now quoting it and, and, and pretending he's a bit of an expert. So I think we should give him a quiz on next week's quiz podcast. Quiz didn't, sure. didn't
0: he copper? Didn't he copper pasting? <laughs> Twitter, oh,
1: Twitter, woke up last week, didn't it? <laughs> Twitter's uh, been dead for a while, but it really woke up when people <laughs> realised he hadn't seen the castle. So if we've got any uh. other, if
3: we've got any other listeners out there, we've already had a couple of uh, of, of trivia questions. But if anyone has got some hard hitting trivia questions they want to put to to Christy, head uh, us up and we'll we'll put it to him next week.
2: Okay, right, moving right along. Sorry, net. That's to o- the- that's okay. Moving right along. Let's talk super rugby. There's um. Well, the Brumbies can pretty much wrap up the Australian conference if they haven't already this week. Is that what we're thinking will almost certainly happen?
3: Yeah, I mean, realistically, they've they've done it enough already. I think that the way it's going to play out. But um, yeah, to to make sure that you can put the calculators and the uh, the abacus uh, away, they they can seal the deal this weekend. So I mean, yeah, are you guys backing them to to be able to do it. It should be pretty straightforward, shouldn't it, against the Rebels? Yeah, and it's their last home game too, unless they get that home semi. So they uh,
1: I think that how they played against the Haguara's on Sunday morning was bloody impressive. Yeah, really impressive. I think they've actually improved a hell of a lot. I don't know if they're going to keep playing like that. You'd assume that common sense will say what you did overseas, you start, you keep doing in Canberra. Just their interchange of passing between their forwards off kickoffs, they just looked, you know, revitalised. And you can, you've heard for the whole season they've been working on their skills and trying to increase their passing at, at speed
3: and all that sort of stuff. And they, they did it on the weekend. They were really good. They're a strange beast, the Brumbies. Um, they, for a long time, well, towards the start of the season, they were scoring some good tries, playing some attacking rugby. You thought they'd, you know, found their new style of play, and then they they couldn't score a try for the last month or so. They were absolutely hopeless at attack. So now now they've roared back into life. So it's hard to know what to to make of them really. But uh, it, it, it does also set up um, a bit of an issue for the Australian Conference. If the Brumbies, as we expect, wrap it up this weekend, we're going to go into June with. The other four teams, their seasons are over. Um, so, trying to maintain interest to make players, fans, media is going to be a little bit dif- difficult for those four markets, isn't it? Okay,
0: let's
2: let's not go into that then, Sean. Yeah. We? Let's, let's hey,
0: can, uh, hang, on, no, hang on a second. Can we just talk a little bit more about the Brumbies from Sunday morning? Go for it, Sean. That was as, that was as well as I've seen them play yep. in recent memory. They were outstanding. They were brilliant.
3: Talk us through your breakfast accompaniment to the game.
0: Oh, I had, um, Hoylsey and I were in there at 6.30 because our oh, idiot yep. producer um, Swano. Got, us there, Swano got us in there way ahead oh, of the no. 7.30 yeah. kickoff. But Hoylsey was good enough were it though, to bring in a couple of bacon and egg muffins, a cappuccino, some hash browns just to lift the morale around the uh, the morning session. And then the Brumbies didn't disappoint. They were, um, that was so good. And that's, what that, that's actually why I'm surprised that Scott Fardy missed a run uh, for the June series because he was just brilliant on the weekend
3: yeah I find it hard to believe that he's not in the best three back back rows in Australia at the moment I know he's going overseas but yeah personally I think that's uh, a tough call I think he's definitely got something to offer during the rugby championship and, and Bledisloe Cup games particularly without David Pocock there he's one of the better Breakdown the uh, exponents going around Australia, in my opinion. So, I think he's definitely the hard luck story from the from the announcement last night. Oh, he'd certainly and the other th- disappointed. Th- yeah,
0: yeah. And the other thing, I walked away from that thinking, um, why why do the uh, Hagawares get the same Super Rugby next year? They're
3: not. Yeah, they're they're not putting in for a, a test team like that. they should be. One of the. One of the premier teams in the competition, but yeah, I don't know what it is. Well, um, that's what you got about to think about. The- like,
1: we've gone, you know, we've we've sold ourselves to allow the Jag- Jaguars and the Sunwolves into the competition, and ever since then, it hasn't gone well for the other teams. The competition's losing interest, but yeah, I, I know what you mean, Sean. Like, they get a free ride in there, in no matter what. Where we've got to get rid of one of our teams, but I'm still not entirely convinced we've got the quality at the moment to produce five teams. So.
0: No, I, no, I, no, no, I'm I'm on board with that 100 percent with you. I, I get that, but I just I just scratch my head, and then the Sunwolves get smoked by the Cheaters, who have been yep. Cheaters have been terrible this year. They get rolled 47-7 at home. Do you know what I mean? The microscopes on one of the two Australian sides, but these teams in Japan and Argentina are going along just as badly.
3: At least they're under the good time zone. The Hugguetties, we can watch them Sunday
0: morning. Yeah, it's not a great time yeah. zone. No, it's, it's, it's but when you're up at six thirty in the morning to go in and call, it's, it's yeah. were they <laughs> it's
3: a better time zone than the three a.m. Blompton time. Game. That, that's yeah. what it's all. So yeah. there's
1: nothing good about that time zone. Poor time zone. Yeah. The anyway. Just just
3: yeah,
0: th- that, that was,
1: was good. To what, about, what's you know?
3: their next game, nip?
2: <laughs> no wait. I don't, I, I want to um to go into this a little bit more. So. When Super Rugby, the contract's up at the end of 2019, is it 2020? 18-19. Kept send
3: for 2020 season, yeah.
1: Does that the competition exist
2: past that?
1: No, there's no competition as it stands for the is there.
2: No, but can it? Like, do you know what I mean? If, if yeah, the how th- you are is no good.
1: They can do whatever they want, yeah. Now, you can walk, do their own thing. They could do that now, I suppose, but they've got to find the money to pr- produce their own competition, whether that be a national comp or they try and take the Kiwis alongside and have like a Super 10 maybe stay with Asia and the islands I'd love to see
3: something like well, that interestingly that's actually what we're getting this weekend with the South Africans and all the other teams on by is It's it's just the Aussie and Kiwi teams and that, so this is going to be sort of a little snapshot of what yep. life could be like under that model and, and when you go through the games they're all quite appealing so yeah just an interesting interesting quirk there
1: there
2: right. was an article written by I think Pato wrote it a couple of weeks ago about having just an Australian competition. Is that plausible?
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of looking down that path. Um, I, I think we should certainly be considering it. And I don't know if that has to be with the Waratahs and the Reds. I think there's an opportunity in those big states to use some of the bigger club sides if they've earned their right through some opportunity. We've just got to not forget that well, why we've been such a successful country over the many years is because we've had good club systems. Sydney, Brisbane in particular, Canberra's got a good club comp. Perth's got a good yeah. club comp now. So that's where a lot of the supporters are. That's where kids go down wearing their local jersey, aspiring to be first graders. And I think we've got to start to think about how we can include those teams and those brands and those jersey in an, on a national footprint. Yeah, I, I think, think it's going to take a lot. There's going to have to be some sacrifice somewhere. But um, yeah, I, I, for me, I don't think there's – we're not getting much out of the South African relationship anymore. I'm not getting up to watch games at 3 in the morning. Um, mates aren't getting up to watch their mates like it was a massive novelty when Super Rugby first started and it was you know Northern Transvaal or Natal Sharks now people one don't know where they're from and two aren't interested when they do know where they're from so I think we've got to look at how we can grow the game and get the get their fans in Australia more interested than what they wa- currently are.
2: And you would suspect that New Zealand will get sick of travelling over to, to South Africa every second week, yep. and eventually that carrot coming over to Australia is going to start looking pretty good.
1: Yeah. It's, look, it's, it's, it's very easy to say, let's walk away and see what the Kiwis do, see what they do without us. That's you know, It's very easy to sit here and say it, but we have to consider all these options. We need to honestly look at three or four complete different models and say, what would work, what are the big TV rights what do they think about it where's the money
3: going to come from what do you think were though Sean sign, sign me up to a New Zealand Australia Pacific yep. comp um, Japan could be included in that as well and that would be a, a good way to go I think if uh, Hawaii Hawaii, that would be good
2: you'd have to have a Fiji inside in there or something yep. some yep. sort of island yep. I just island don't think uh,
3: an Australian only domestic competition I, I don't think you'd be able to keep the players in Australia would you and I don't know if the broadcasters would have enough interest either that would yeah. be
0: my only concern there but
2: It would be a project. It would be a project, that's for sure. Shawnee, you got a a view on it?
0: Uh, I I feel like we've been saying the same thing for like six weeks now. We're all on the same page. It's getting crazy. He's on the downer drugs now.
2: Okay, okay. Okay. Well, let's (laughs) go back to Super Rugby. Move on. The, Red, a the Reds are in Samoa this week did you know did you guys know that the Reds were in Samoa because not a lot has been made of it they're playing the Blues not
0: enough's been made of it Yeah. Well, hang on a second I'll tell you why nothing's been made of it it's because the Reds have been going like busters that's why
1: not a fan of the Reds at the moment are you Sean
0: what <laughs> <laughs> give them some why. uppers
1: come on yeah. give them some uppers no I, no I, yeah that's a fair point if the Reds were oh, flying see, and we, kicking if, goals then we would all if the be, Reds
0: had won more than four games this year this would be a huge deal but the fact that they got smoked by the Western Force last week. Um, that, that's why. I mean, that's the sole reason why that that is not at the forefront of everyone's mind. They've won
1: three games, Sean. Oh, sorry about
0: that. Sorry about it. Yep. That's when um, you look
1: at that, like three from twelve. That is yep. for that squad. Yeah, I, I remember. And not only their senior players, like the good young players they're bringing
3: through. Like they always have strong juniors and schoolboys. We sat around the stable at the start of the season, and I think correct me if I'm wrong. We all picked the Reds to finish. Top of the Aussie conference, didn't yeah. we, and they and they probably should on paper, so it is pretty pathetic, really, the three from twelve.
0: And don't forget, the Blues are out of contention in the New Zealand conference as well, so that's part of the reason why um, that hasn't gained the same sort of traction as as you'd expect it might. Uh, you know, going back two weeks, the Chiefs Crusaders game, on the other hand, has huge interest over there in Suva, so I think it's just more dependent on where both those sides sit on the ladder as to why it hasn't a whole lot
3: made of it. Great work from the teams to take these games there though and I'm sure it'll be a success over there in in RPA. even though we're not unfortunately getting a lot of um, hype about it here. I'm sure uh, in Samara it'll be going absolutely gangbusters so long may it continue.
2: And of course you can catch all that action on Fox Sports tomorrow from 5.30. Uh, The Chiefs and the Waratahs is the other... Well, the Force Games, we'll get to that in a minute but we'll go to the Chiefs and the Waratahs. Now the Waratahs this season is 100% on the line.
1: The Waratahs, yeah, like, I think last their season was on the line last week. I can't see them making the finals now. Um, they had moments
3: of, of brilliance over there, but they're just too inconsistent, aren't they? Yeah, not a lot of luck from the referee, um, which didn't help, but I, I don't think, on balance, they can't say that that costs them the game, so... Yeah, yet again we uh, sort of just cross our fingers and hope that things click into gear. Like you say, they they at least played some really good attacking rugby and the, the Kiwi teams do actually seem to bring the best yep. out of them, don't they? Um, if, if they could play like that against the, the weaker teams, um, then they'd be looking a lot prettier, but they seem to be dragged down to opposition level um, and then similarly they, they can rise to it at times as well. So the Chiefs, uh, last season it was against the Chiefs, they produced their, their performance of the season, gave the Chiefs a good... Touch up at uh, at Allianz and I suspect the, the Chiefs probably remember that result and um, and, and that competitive conference there. I remember that game in particular. Probably wanting to dish out some revenge. They found a, a lot
1: of space through the middle, like yep. Cliffy Parloo, Will Skelton. They kind of just clicked into free flowing footy. They didn't keep to the structure of the game plan. They just played rugby, and it worked out really well. But I don't think the Chiefs will fall for that this time. They'll be they'll be good. But the the Tars are actually like the better players are playing really well now. Phipps Foley. Folau, Hooper, Hooper's, Hooper's, Hooper's been fly. unbelievable. Yep. But the thing is with Hooper, he's always been like that. It gives you the shits that everyone sort of starts saying, oh, Hooper's playing great, isn't he? Like, I don't know when he hasn't, but that's just my opinion. But, yeah, they're, they're best play- And now what you need, so that now they've been waiting for their big game, big guns to fire. They need everyone else to yep. to,
3: to raise the bar as well. What yep. do you reckon, Sean? Any, any hope in Hamilton?
0: Uh, no, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, fair <laughs> enough. The other game is the Force and the Hurricanes. Hey, Sammy, how's Bowden Barrett going?
3: Uh, yep, so he's, I, th- I think he's, fingers crossed, tentatively been uh, penciled in on the on the team sheet. So I think uh, it's... Force it's, will be stoked with that, won't there's they? There's so many guys out with concussion at the moment, and it's great that they're being extra, extra cautious. So with Barrett, they weren't even sure that it was concussion causing his headaches. Um, it might have been the altitude or the heat or yeah. the combination of things. But... Um, Every week we're seeing you know about three or four guys out with concussion symptoms symptoms in each each week and while that's um, disappointing for the fans it's 100 percent the right um, approach they're just being so much more cautious so yeah fingers crossed uh, Bowden will be out there running around. Do you per know per that per on the week. concussion debacle there's a um, well not debacle sorry the
1: concussion debate there's a guy at my club side Ramwick, who's been doing a study so they're all Ramwick players wear this little chip behind their neck.
0: Is that Dr. Adrian Cohen? It is,
1: it is Dr. Adrian Cohen, yeah, yeah. Um, and he measures your impact, so during the, in the following week, he can come and show you how big your impacts were. And Anyway, he reckons he's close to this, I don't know the technical side of it, but he's got a device that can be used on the sideline, put over your head like a bit of like a, almost like 3D glasses that can measure like the brain act activity during a game. So like you could go to the sideline, throw this thing on, so instead of like a, subjective test from someone saying does this count to 10 all that sort of stuff there's this one little device that can go bang yep he's good to go back on or not he's out there you go wow that's Mm. game changing
3: yeah it is yeah yeah. We'll I'll track find him. out more info He'll for to you. track him down for a story, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: How are your brainwave levels? Been? Oh, I don't make enough contacts in the game to be affected, mate. I've had
3: very little concussion in my career. Sean, is this the same doctor that's giving you your, your gift? <laughs> <gear? laughs> <laughs> Sean, uh, uh,
1: Sean's tried him today. <laughs> He's ran uh, out of local he, GP. He knew,
3: knew who you were talking about, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> can
1: you send me his number, by the way, when we're on the podcast?
0: Uh, I, I, I appear to have lost um, some feeling in my lower jaw, so that's why I'm blurring a touch. Um, you know, he does the things. Stop. <laughs> 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 I can't laugh too much. Just a bolt in, in my lower seat, can, you just, can you paint a picture for throwing. the
3: listeners of your current... Uh, <laughs> are you seated or, or, or in a prone position <laughs> at the moment?
0: I'm, I'm lying on my back. I've tried to simulate a hospital bed situation because I had... Uh, have you got time for a quick story? Sure, sure. Yeah, a, right. uh, a similar thing happened to me back in uh, two, uh, 2008 when I was still playing, and uh, I thought I'd brave at going to work. This was when I used to log at Fox Sports. So I was doing the overnight shift, looking after the French Open final, and uh, it was Rapper v Fed, and my back locked up in there at 3 o'clock in the morning, man sure. down. Um, and I had to scream for one of the other loggers who had a headset on. A, it called the saw security, and then they got the ambos. And the ambos arrived, and they said, "Can you get up?" I said, "That's a negative, And they had to phone in another ambulance, so it took six people to get me up. Um, they hit me with the green whistle, uh, put me in the load. They couldn't fit me in the normal lift, so they put me in like the loading dock lift, and I ended up in I ended up in uh, that hospital. What's that one near uh, Oxford Street? Um, St. Vincent's. Yeah, St. Vincent's. So I was in there for three days. Oxford Street.
1: Uh, how the uh, How the girls at home been, Sean? They helpful, or are they just leaving it to you, yourself?
0: Ironically, it was Gaz, who my daughter, who brought me undone. I was trying to get her ready for school yesterday. And it was just a little twinge. I just spun the wrong way and was trying <laughs> to help her with some tights, and then the uh, the bullet went through the through the lower spine. Their nerves exploded, and uh, I was I went down. And she heard some language that she's never <laughs> heard before.
3: What uh, sort of time frame are you looking at? When when can we expect you to to see you back at work, Sean?
0: Uh, It's hard to say. I'm meant to be off to Perth on Saturday to call the Western Force Hurricanes game, so that should be interesting. I'll tell you what, uh, Qantas might want to make sure it's a live flat for that trip. (laughs) (laughs) If
3: if anyone out there has got any uh, suggestions or remedies for for Sean's problem, um, hit us up on, on Twitter.
2: All right, guys, that's all we've got time for this week. Some of us have to get back to work because it is actually Origin Night, and I feel that maybe everyone from news is going to start looking for me to cut some overlay there for them. There we
3: go. Thanks for S- filling in, that. And a uh, quick reminder, we've got the Under-20s World Champs kicking off uh, tonight, actually, Wednesday night, rolling through over the next uh, month or so. so it's turn, a good thing, th- th-
0: too, that um, Corny's picked for the game tonight. Mm. Keep an eye on our boys, Simon Canning. Well. You're right, Hulsey, on the wing in the number 11 jersey, and he is going to destroy some people across the next three weeks. Yeah, it's quite an exciting looking
3: team. The whole back three is uh, sevens players, so they've got Henry Hutchinson in there and and Liam McNamara at fullback, and then uh, it's suddenly looking a lot stronger once you throw uh, Isaiah Parisi in there, and and Tui Peloto from the Rebels as well, so the, the back line's looking quite sharp now.
1: It's the best 20s lineup I've seen for a while, in terms of players that we know of that have whether they've been 15s ready we don't know yet but those yeah, those guys you mentioned like they've been really good players on the seven circuit so you know this is looking on paper it's probably our strongest team for a couple of years they just haven't played together unfortunately that's for it. The, the problem. so yeah I yeah. know
3: but yeah fingers
1: crossed but not the other sides would have either that's what you hope for yeah
2: they haven't finished higher than what is it fourth or yeah oh, I wouldn't
1: right. even be that high maybe <coughs> and that's probably one of the, in all honesty not I oh no, we're leaving, but that's one of the big reasons why our super rugby teams are struggling now because a lot of these guys for the last 4 or 5 years that have not one school boys in 20s, that's the players that are playing Super Rugby. Yeah. Right. That's who I've got.
2: Well, I think that might be a topic for another day. Stephen Hoyle, Sam Worthington, Sean Maloney, thank you very much for your company. And Thanks, Nat. And we'll see you next week.
3: Rest up, Sean. Cheers. Bye, Sean. Bye.